0: You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. We're studying the Nativo Shalom uh, once again uh, the Selonim Rebbe, Rabbi uh, uh, Shalom Noach Berzovsky uh, on the issue of uh, e- not eating chametz on Passover. Uh, and by the way, this is the same uh, rabbi, that those of you who were there on uh, Saturday morning and uh, heard my sermon, I, I not only quoted uh, the Selonim Rebbe, but also uh, quoted this uh, text that we've been uh, studying from. Uh, so you guys got the sneak preview of that uh, sermon, and you'll get the follow-up to it as well. Um, uh, and so this is the very same. Uh, and so what we've uh, talked about so far is first he lays out the question, which I think is an extraordinary question, which is, you know, uh, we have all of these laws and strictures, many of which we were just discussing before, uh, uh, before we began learning, uh, about uh, eating chametz on Passover. Right. And uh, in many ways, the prohibition of chametz on Passover is substantially more stringent than any other prohibition in the Torah. And not only are we not allowed to eat it on Passover, uh, but we're not allowed to uh, uh, see it or own it uh, or derive benefit from it. Uh, and not only that, but uh, this goes into the conversation about the orange juices of the world and the locks of the world and things like that. Not only that, but uh, uh, mixtures of uh, chametz and other substances. Um, normally, if you have a non-kosher uh, uh, a substance that enters into a kosher mixture, it uh, can be nullified by a certain quantity. But chametz can never be nullified. So if any amount of chametz drops into any amount of food that you eat on Passover, becomes, or going to eat on Passover, I hope you don't eat it on Passover, um, then it becomes automatically not kosher for Passover. Right, so chametz is, uh, is uh, um, you know, whereas normally in Kashrut, um, my, uh, my, my teacher, uh, Michael Pikowski, uh, says that, that keeping kosher is about taste, not about cooties. Right, so uh, we often treat kosher like cooties, you know, so like, my, my meat plates can't touch my, my dairy plates, etc. That's not really uh, um, what, how kosher works. Uh, kosher works by the transfer of flavor, um, which is defined in certain ways, like the, the volume issue that I talked about, but heat really transfers flavor. Um, but, uh, but, but Passover really is about cooties in some way, at least on the holiday itself. right? So any amount of, of chametz dropping into any amount of uh, uh, substance renders it not kush for Passover. So the, the, the issues of chametz on Passover are far more stringent than any other issue. So the so number wants to ask why. Right? And also, if we treat chametz so stringently, why is it that we don't forbid it in other times of the year? right? If it's such a serious prohibition, then why is it only on Passover that it's pro- prohibited? Okay, and So the first uh, 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 step in answering the question is to is to talk about the the, the nature of uh, various food substances, and the Solomons suggested that uh, that 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 various other foods uh, that all foods have uh, have have spiritual side effects, right? That uh, that they can you know awaken or arouse uh, different kinds of temptations in, in a person. Uh, and uh, and the the goal of chametz is to be a kind of bread like the manna in the wilderness that had none of those negative spiritual side effects that wouldn't arouse or awaken any other kind of uh, negative temptation in a person uh, so that they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't be um, uh, uh, desirous of uh, of of spiritually bad behaviors right? so that's that's uh, and why so then why specifically on Passover that's really the question. Right, Uh, because that—that's why not matzah. Excuse me. That's why not chametz. uh, So you don't awaken uh, uh, negative spiritual behaviors. But then the question is: Okay, so if so, if all the other foods are so bad with chametz, if they're so bad, they they cause all these spiritual defects. Then why are we only prohibited from them on Passover? And the answer he gives, which is related to what I spoke about on Saturday morning, is that Passover was uh, was the birth of the Jewish people. Was almost like the, the conversion of the Jewish people. And, uh, and, and he suggests that, uh, that at that liminal moment, the negative uh, forces of Egypt tried really hard to pull the Israelites back, to, to, to grab hold of them and, and yank them out. Right? And so the idea of not eating chametz on Passover is to not uh, give ourselves internally a motivation to listen to those forces, to, 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 to give them more strength, to, to give them more power over us. Right? So internally, getting, not eating chametz is to actually give us the strength, the resolve to 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 be able to leave Egypt. Right, to be able to leave Egypt in the historical sense, and to be able to leave Egypt in the spiritual sense. To be, be able to leave all of the negativity that tries to grab at us and pull us back and, and hold us back. right? All of those things that we wish that we could leave behind, but, but compel us time and again to repeat in our lives. So are those influences still there every time in the Torah later on after the people leave Israel and they keep saying Oh gee! we had it so much better back in egypt is that would that would that same uh, influence feel that there's still these same evil forces? So I think that that the that the would say yes, you know. So he gives actually an example of that toward the beginning of this essay, where he talks about uh, the the, uh, the riffraff um, in the midst of the Israelites. And according to the rabbis, the, those were actually uh, Egyptians that uh, were so moved by the uh, by the events of the Exodus that they joined up with the Israelites and marched into the wilderness. And it's the it's the Asaf Suf, the riffraff, the uh, mixed multitude in the midst of the Israelites, that, uh, that, uh, for whom the manna wasn't good enough, right? So they say, well, we want meat to eat, right? Uh, and so, uh, the Salonomer says what, what they wanted there, but right, the manna didn't give them any kind of cravings and they craved cravings, right? They wanted a food that would give them, uh, uh, uh cravings for, for other things. Um, so I think that in a certain sense, yes, right, that, uh, um, that when they're in the wilderness and they're and you know all these moments in which they're they're longing for Egypt is uh, is 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 a sort of a, is a, a longing for um, the uh, the the comfort of that um, of that spiritual state which made sense to them, right? Um, and I, I mean I think that you know the, I mean the story it's you know um, one of my um, uh, one of my teachers in, the, in in Los Angeles, Rabbi Mark Borovitz, who runs uh, Beit Shuva, which is a Jewish uh, um, addiction treatment center, right? Um, the Exodus is the Exodus narrative is really like the narrative that he goes to, right? Um, His touchstone in, in treating addicts because there's it's really an addiction story. Right? The Israelites keep on wanting Egypt, right? They keep on craving Egypt, um, and and I think that there's a real uh, um, right the, I think that all of us have uh, have those kind of um, um, addictive elements of our of our personality, right? All of us, in some way or another, are are, are creatures of habit, and so when we uh, when we try to uh, escape the habits that we um, that we that we formed for a long time, right? Um, we frequently like the comfort of those habitual behaviors and want to go back to them, whether consciously or unconsciously. Um, so I think yes. Right? And and I think that um, you know it, it's it, what, how he's describing it here is that, I mean, thinking that, that thinking about it in terms of a habit is a good thing. So let's say you, you quit smoking, right? So the, the the first couple of days where you uh, 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 quit smoking are the days in which the cravings are really kind of gr- pulling back at you, right, and trying to claw at you and get you to come back and smoke, right? And then you can go through a period where it's uh, where where you don't really think about it, where it may not be such a big deal, uh, and then you know, periodically you'll get the urge again, right, because it was, uh, it, it, it felt good. So I think that that's, uh, that, that is what, what he's saying here. And so that's, um, and uh, so the, the, the exodus is something that is, um, uh, you know, perpetual, which is, which is, I think, part of why we all, we, in many Jewish rituals, recall the exodus from Egypt, because we need this sort of uh, constant reminder that we are no longer in Egypt. And we shouldn't act like we are any longer in Egypt. We shouldn't long for Egypt again, right? I mean that in a spiritual sense, right? um, all right, So, uh, so that's so that's where we are. Right? And then, and then the, the final paragraph here. The Al that yesh lo In the English, it's uh, um, uh, the similarly, okay. Um, Okay, so, the, so in this way we can explain the statement of the sages. Where they're explaining the verse that uh, um, it shall be the first of months of the year for you, talking about the month of Nisan in which Passover falls, and they explain about that verse that all holidays are times of renewal for uh, for a Jewish pe- for a Jewish person that they can renew themselves um, and make themselves like a new creature, a new person on those holidays <laughs> but Passover is. The most prominent of those days of renewal, Asher Barosh Kol Amo Adot Nasata Pesach, right? Because uh, because Pesach has been elevated to the head of all the holidays. She Segulat Hit Bo hi Yoter Mikolz Maneh Hit Chatsut because the kind, the capacity for renewal. Right, is greater on Passover than it is on any of the other days of the year. Why? Because Passover is uh um, celebrates the time of Newell. <laughs> right? Um right, so well, first of all, yes, it's the spring holiday, right, so you have that actually built into nature, it's, it commemorates renewal, but also because it commemorates, uh, from a certain point of view, the birth of the Jewish people, right, this is the anniversary of the birth of the Jewish people, so it makes sense that this is a rebirth time, okay, right, which is also, I think, a, a good reason why we celebrate this holiday in the spring. Uh, it's it's also, uh, well, the, actually, I'm not going to get into that, okay, that's a whole other can of worms. Um... They're not kosher maybe. The right? Because this holy holiday has the quality of conversion, right? Like we, like I mentioned on, on uh, Shabbat, like we talked about last week, right? This, because this is a, the birth of the Jewish people, right? This was the conversion of the Jewish people to Judaism, as it will. This is the opportunity for for Jews to kind of remake themselves, um, not only as Jews but as human beings. Okay, I'm going to skip uh, just a little bit. Um... This holy holiday, that's the, the the head of the months of the year, because on it's like it's said on this holiday that it has the quality of conversion to become a, 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 a child of the uh, chosen people. Right? here's the essence because this is the Head of all holidays, because this is the first of all holidays, because this is the highest possible uh, time where we can remake ourselves, it also means that it has the greatest capacity for our setting the wrong standard for the rest of the days of the year. So if you don't engage in this process, in this opportunity for renewal on Passover, if you don't take it seriously in the sense of both the physical and the spiritual chametz that we're trying to get rid of and avoid and remake ourselves, if we don't take it seriously, then it becomes a pain for us through the rest of the year. We We set the standard. We set the pace for the rest of the year on Passover. Let's set malchizat ha mechadash Bibrita brita Right to leave from the grip of impurity and the uh, and foreign influences, and to enter anew into the covenant of the chosen people. Ula orer ha-ahava ad and to awaken love, sufficient love, Shahi ikar ha Because that's the essence of the redemption. And here, I think, is ultimately his point. The reason that we get rid of chametz on Passover, the reason that we avoid it, is that it is symbolic of us clearing out internally the blockages that prevent us from love. From love of each other, from love of ourselves, from love of God. And love is the essence of redemption. Because it's through love of Israel by God and love of God by Israel that we could be redeemed. Because love conquers all sin. Right? And 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 love awakens ourselves beneath, and that inspires an awakening above, that enables the continuance of our redemption and the and the uh, uh, redemption of our souls. Asher du l'ego Alaihava and to uh, reach the special levels of this holiday, which jumps upon me lovingly. And I love that uh, last image of Pesach because the term Pesach is about skipping, is about jumping. Right? He says that the that the idea of Passover is that it should jump upon us lovingly, and that it should skip upon us lovingly. And uh, and that's my blessing for all of us this Passover that we are able not only to uh, to clear out our physical chametz, but we're able to clear out our spiritual chametz as well, that by doing so we can uh, inspire a personal uh, renewal, that we can uh, clear the, uh, that which prevents us from, uh, from feeling a greater love, and that we feel uh, the onset of the holiday come upon us, uh, not with, uh, with, with fear and trepidation and, uh, and hunger, but a uh, feeling of, of a warm embrace uh, and love. Trags ihm